Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Embers, Fabe, William P., Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Totoro and Bunnykins, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Serenity Deb, Liv, Robert, Ruby R, Blossom, Christopher, and Jess. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, Patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. This is a very special episode because I'm not in charge of it. (laughs) It's highly unusual. (laughs) this This was not my idea. Though I support it 100%. And this is something that Dar is more passionate about and has done the research mm-hmm. and has set the notes. I'm going to let her lead things because, Dar, this one, this is your baby. This is my baby. Yeah. And uh, funny story. <laughs> it's because it's about the pregnancy, lactation, breeding, and hookah fetish. <laughs> so good job, Rara. Puns. I'm very punny that way. I'm trying to pull something up really quick so I can... That's what she said. Oh, hell's bells. All right, fine. I'm just going to use it on my <laughs> phone. So I, I tried... Yeah, yeah, I did. I said it. <laughs> she said so. I did. So I'm... Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Ugh. All right, so... <laughs> you know what? I think I know what the problem is. Hmm? You're in charge and not me. Roles have been reversed. Therefore, you have to say so, and I'm going to say interesting. You probably will at some of this <laughs> stuff that I have here, honestly. Like, I don't, I know you haven't really looked at it yet. So again, role reversal. <laughs> I haven't looked at the notes. You haven't looked at the notes. <laughs> Mostly because I sent it to you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Dara. Too late. Did we switch? Listen here. This is exactly what I was going to point out. So Rara <laughs> has this. God fucking damn it. <laughs> it's not easy being me. Oh my God, I hate it. <laughs> I don't, this is why I don't do social media. I don't like being rah-rah. This is annoying <laughs> as fuck. Interesting. Am I going to start crying now? Wait, do you know? Can you I'm snort? crying. No, I can't snort. <sighs> I want to point out, <laughs> that actually took some concentration there. I want to point out that rah-rah Normally being in charge of everything and doing the notes and all of that. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, that was it. 
Rara normally has all this thing about being Virgo OCD and everything has to be in perfect order and organized and yada, yada, yada. I do have a touch of like, I need things to be in this particular order. And Rara has been pissing me off lately because she has thrown stuff in extra episodes and whatnot and moved things around. So the recordings are not in the same order as the release date. And it's pissing me the fuck off. You're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? What can I say except for fuck you? Okay. I think that's the words. <laughs> All right. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. <laughs> there we go. Much better. Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> we, the, even this morning, she did this to me. We have these in a particular order for a particular reason. Like, I, this episode, being the topic that it is, is actually Daddy J's birthday episode. It's an homage to Daddy J. Because this is his big fetish. So I really wanted to have it for his birthday. But what did we do? We recorded Switches first, which is not until at the time of release next week. I got so <laughs> mad I hit the mic. Flailing. So are you saying I switched things up? See, nobody's going to know what the fuck you're talking about now because this episode is releasing before Switches, but we recorded Switches first, which is why this pisses me off. That's going to be the fun of it. We're just switching it all up in preparation for next week. Are you going to mention switching every single second here in the pregnancy lactation fetish episode? Perhaps. Or I could talk about my boobs, which would be appropriate in this. Yeah, I think I think boobs for sure. More more so. Well, I have a funny story about that. Your your boobs? Yes, actually. Go for it. I was we were at the dungeon last night. At the time of recording, several weeks or at the time of recording, last night, at the time of release, a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I was switching out of my one top you mentioned switching again. <laughs> See, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> out of one top into my latex top because it was leather and latex was the theme. And some woman just like stopped in her tracks and looked at me. She goes, oh my God, your boobs are perfection. Your boobs are what I want. If I were to go get plastic surgery to get boobs, those are what I would ask my doctor for. She's absolutely like, enormous and too big for her frame. I said, thank you. So so being top heavy and falling flat on your face when you're trying to go up the stairs, this is a thing we want? Apparently, this is a thing she wanted. Not having any of your shirts fit and never being able to wear a button down, this is a thing we want? I can wear a button down. The buttons just don't stay. I need safety pins. Like, I have a drawer full of safety pins. I, I gave use. up buying button downs because it was a risk every time. You didn't know if it was going to unbutton or ping into yeah. somebody's eyeball. I can't wear buttons. I can't wear ruffles. I can't wear horizontal stripes. I mean, I this is not fun. I can't wear shirts that just hang loose off my boobs because then I look like i It I'm looks like a tent. Or pregnant. Well. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. I tried really, really hard to bring that full circle. That that wink may have <laughs> helped me a little. <laughs> I was actually going to go with, oh, this is perfect because Daddy J loves boobs and here's why. There you go. I'm so, so glad I set you up there. I, no, Thank I you. had that in my head already. You just added to it. Yeah. So today we're talking about pregnancy, lactation, breeding, and 
Who cow? Who cow? Okay, so I I couldn't figure out if it was hue cow or who cow because who cow sounds like an owl. Well, it's human cow. Yeah. So hue cow. Yeah. But you're saying who? Who? Hue? Who? Speaking of hue. <laughs> I have to mention this because I actually put this in my notes. So speaking of Hugh, yeah, I actually this is a, I'm going with this. It's right, not I'm, a stretch I'm at all. You. I I'm promise you. you, I'm right there with you. You know the show House? Yes, I've seen it with Hugh Laurie. Yes, are you saying he's a Hugh cow? No, I'm saying this is the first time I saw the fetish in media. Ah, yeah, yeah. I see. I have never seen the Hugh cow fetish in media, as far as on television, movies, whatever. I might. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I don't. Have a few books. Books about thousand cows on my Kindle. A few thousand. Maybe. Possibly. Sort of. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Might particularly have one called The Farm. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to talk about this yet. Okay. Um, I'll save so the stories. I actually was not talking about the hoo-hoo cow. <laughs> Whichever one, I think pe- it's okay. Yeah, I was talking about specifically the pregnancy fetish. Oh, all right. Well, then we'll go back to that. Sorry, the I got ahead very, of you. Yeah, you do that a lot. The, this is what you get for not looking script. at the notes. I know. Welcome to my world, bitch. Right? I t- roll reversal. We're switching. We're switching. <laughs> Said it first. But my, I, I first saw this in an episode of House where the woman thought she was pregnant and, but really she had like a tumor. In her belly. And so House was discovering this and she didn't want to tell her husband. And he said the reaction of the husband was, well, uh, yeah, I mean, she she doesn't want to lose weight or anything. and She doesn't want to get rid of this because she likes the I like the pregnant belly look. I always thought she was at her sexiest while pregnant. They have like five kids or something. And that was the very first time I can think of that I ever heard of it. What happened? How did it end? Oh, she got the tumor removed and the husband was still with her, but it turned out she had an affair with all five of their kids anyway, <gasps> because they didn't, they all had green eyes and both parents had brown eyes. And I was like, that's not entirely accurate, Mr. House Dr. Genetis, genetics person, because both my parents have brown eyes and I have green eyes. So I think the odds are just against it. Doesn't mean it's impossible. Something like, but I mean, if both parents have recessive green in their, in their genetics, that's how I got my eyes. So I don't think that was entirely accurate, Mr. Media Portrayal person. Oh, goodness. Whoever tele- wrote that episode. A television show wasn't accurate? I mean. Go figure. They're supposed to be accurate. How else do you think people get their medical degrees? Oh, please. I learned everything I know about the law from Judge Judy. Just saying. Exactly. The second time I ever saw this fetish was on, when you know it, knowing me, World of Warcraft. I had no idea that place was as kinky as it is. Are you serious? It's more kinky than Pornhub. Do I look like a gamer? No. Thank you. But gamers don't have a particular look and that's a whole different hill I'm going to die on. Anyway, I I used to play it a lot and I had several guilds I was in. Every guild I was ever in was a kink-related guild because I was on a specific server where it was kind of known for that and I picked it on purpose. Well, I picked it not on purpose, but it ended up being the best choice. Subconsciously, maybe? I probably was just psychic and knew. But this person was my character's role-playing partner, right? My, I was role-playing as the partner of this guy's character. All right. I'm and, following along with right. you. Right. And he had this fetish. 
So I would talk about it when our characters were doing stuff and just get them turned on and everything and we would play and do scenes. We would do kink scenes through our characters. And this is not atypical. This is a normal thing in the game. it's role play. It is. So I don't know that it's that out there. I mean, yeah. One of my characters had a tail. No problem. You know my alien not fantasy, so. Well, I mean, you'd like this one because she used her tail to fuck a lot. I, was it a long enough tail she could masturbate with it? Probably. Okay. Just, and just, it was prehensile, too. Just thinking of things. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, my my point is, like, I ev- incrementally had run into this fetish throughout my life. And then Daddy J came along, which is my normal, dun, 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 dun. my normal everything is, and then Daddy J happened. And we had, so before we even started dating, he knew I was kinky. He knew I was looking for a kinky relationship. I daddy. She was a daddy hunter. I was absolutely daddy hunting, and he was aware of this. He knew I had several kinks. I was very, very open with this. On our the third-ish date, no, second-ish, whatever it was, within that week. Early. Of, early. I We were driving to, oh, God, we were driving from Southern Maryland to the Baltimore Aquarium. It was a long drive. And we had many conversations, just how you do, getting to know you conversations on like, you know, the first few whatever dates. Favorite color. Stuff like that. Oh, no. And he's, I said something like, so what are your fetishes? Do you have any? Because I love learning about other people's fetishes. And he was super embarrassed about it. And he didn't want to tell me. And I was like, okay, I've told you everything. I've been incredibly upfront about it. And at this point, We've been talking for almost a month before we, you know, really got to this point here. I mean, I feel like of all people, I'm the person you can tell. And he's like, you know what? You're right. So he tells me and he says, and he tells me he has a pregnancy lactate. Well, he said he has a lactation fetish first. That was the one that he was really embarrassed about. And I was like, oh, I've worked with that before. No problem. I got you. And the look on his face was so beautiful. It was just like, really? Like, you're not turned off by this? Because I guess he'd had past girlfriends that were super turned off by the thought. And I'm just like, no, no problem. It's not my particular fetish, but I can work with it. No problem. And every single time we have sex, and this is why I say the difference between a fetish and a kink is a fetish you absolutely need to get off. I. 100% have an auditory fetish. I need the sounds to get off. I cannot get off without them. Even if it's not physical in the world, I have to imagine it or else I cannot get off. He needs something in this realm, pregnancy, breeding, lactation, all of that. He needs that in order to get off. And we've kind of developed ways of using that a role play like in when we kink and when we have sex. I don't think I have any fetishes that I need. Muscles. No, that's a bonus. Trust <laughs> me, if you'd seen my two ex-husbands, you know I don't need the muscles. I mean, well, how often did you really get off with them? I get off easy, so. Oh, well, that's true. Cheater. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Exactly. I just... 
Yeah, so this is why I wanted to do this episode special, because this is, like, dedicated to him and, like, how he really, he accepts it now. He lets me tell people, clearly. Well, and I hope he understands he is so not the only one. And that's the best part. During this research, I really, really got to know how absolutely, this is just crazy. Okay, so let me let me throw some facts out here that I learned. This is This is awesome. One of the coolest things that somebody said about it, like, why they have this fetish is it's primal, it's powerful, it's beautiful, it's emotional, and it's totally taboo. That's interesting. So, (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really neat, and I kind of wanted to take that apart. I've always looked at the breeding specifically more than the the others we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but the breeding specifically as very primal. I think I agree. It really goes down to, especially when we're talking about men and women specifically. The man, there's just something very primal about planting the the stereotypical is what we're going with here. Yeah, planting the seed inside the woman and creating life. There's just something very primal about it, and for the and for the woman, it's the I have create I have life within me. And I so I understand. Maybe we can we can rephrase that. Maybe we could call them the receiver. The person with the womb doesn't necessarily have to be a woman. And I know a lot of people who were who are genetically female that have transitioned that still have a womb and still have this fetish. I have seen this. Oh, that's really cool. I that, love that. That's another one that I was going to bring up. Thank you for for mentioning that. I, that's awesome. I think that's really really neat mm-hmm. because. So that's why I want to use the word receiver right. of the... Well, and the reason that I didn't necessarily think that way is because having been raised, I'm old enough, having been raised in a time before we really, and I'm not saying we've never had transgender, we just didn't talk about it. So right. if we had them, we didn't know about it. We were sort of raised as women as our job was to have babies. Nope. That's, Sorry, what? Was that no, too no, fast? I'm not, no, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that's yeah. how it was, right? It was our job to get married, find husbands, and have babies. This is this is the gender role stereotype, right? Yeah. But there's been plenty of men who have uteruses who want to carry babies. There have been, there's documented, it's, it's part of this fetish, and this is another thing that I learned because I didn't know this part, men who don't have uteruses fantasizing about having babies. I am so fascinated by all of this. You don't find it interesting? I do find it interesting. I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> I just, it's it's cool, like the way the psychology behind it works. And you know me, I'm all about the why and the mm-hmm. how it works part. You were just talking about like historically, stereotypically, this is like a woman's role. But it what when you were growing up, was this something that people really talked about? And like, oh, I'm pregnant and having all these parties and all this other stuff with it. I know gender reveal parties didn't become a thing until quite recently. Well, we all forget gender reveal parties. There was no ability to find out what the gender was till the baby came out. Oh, I forgot about that. That's how old I am. <sighs> Sorry, I'm I'm now picturing called the midwife type. Yeah. Oh. There was uh, let's put it this way, when I was born, my mother was given full anesthesia and my dad was in the waiting room and not allowed to be there for the birth. My dad fainted when my brother was born. That's that's how old I am. It's <laughs> they, it's an entirely different world than what 
than when I had my kids. Yeah. Wow. And even when I had my kids, so my oldest is 27. While ultrasounds and everything else existed by then, it was still not the norm to find out what you had. You could, but I would say the majority of people were like, no, I want to be surprised. It wasn't until probably about five years later that all of a sudden it became the norm to find out what you were having right beforehand. So things have changed. There's a lot of culture shifts when it comes to pregnancy. So like if you if you look far not that far back actually, people used to wear like pregnant in this case women because back then it would be like these really shapeless dresses that you you covered yes. up your pregnancy. I will tell you, right? So I was pregnant for the first time in 1994 and yeah, fuck you. Okay? It was most of the maternity clothes were loose fitting clothes. It mm-hmm. wasn't like what you would walk out today and you'd see a woman with a beautiful form fitting dress that shows off her beautiful belly button. Right. That was not how it was. And it was, it, and if you were, it, you barely talked about it, right? You just told your close family. You didn't like broadcast that you were pregnant. Just family and friends. That's right. It. We, well, okay. We also didn't have social media back then either. So True. That helped. But yes. apparently, according to my research, because okay. I pulled up rah-rah and I researched the shit out of this. Oh, Vaclemped. The the very first time that pregnancy like recorded like holy shit this is beautiful and oh my god I love it and it's out there I guess you could consider it social media mm-hmm. at the time was the 1991 cover of Vanity Fair when a fully naked and heavily pregnant Demi Moore okay was on was on the cover I was an adult when that came out um, I know you were not I just don't even go any further than that you I didn't not. see it okay. <laughs> I was an adult when that came out, and I remember when that came out, and that was some serious controversial shit. Right. That, oh my God, somebody was showing off their naked, and, and by naked, I mean her boobs were covered. She had, she had arm, her arm over She had her an boobs. arm across her boobs, and I don't, and I think- She had a hand covering her crotch area, but yeah. the stomach was so big, she barely needed it. Right. It was just for modesty's sake. It, we all were like, oh, my God, she's showing that off what it was. I, I, I don't think I can underestimate how shocking that was. And that was, 99, that was 1991, right? Which doesn't, well, for me, doesn't sound like it was that long ago because <laughs> I refuse to believe that I'm as old as I am. Yeah, me neither. So 1991 was still 10 years ago. There you go. I'm all, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. It did change. And she talked about it. She was interviewed about Mm -hmm. it. And she talked about why she did that and that she wanted to change this perception. And boy, did she. That that is highly considered the takeoff for when pregnancy became not, oh, my God, cover it up, to, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Right? It's a natural, beautiful thing. And now you've got... All kinds of clothes that are like shaped and, you know, pe- pregnant women wearing bikinis and all Crop this, tops. everything you can imagine. So this has made it so that people with this fetish are not as ashamed of it because it's so prevalent. I also wonder how many people don't even realize they have this fetish mm-hmm. because maybe they, they consider, as far as they're concerned, they're vanilla. Right. 
they, but they just, just happen. So like you just happen to really love your wife's pregnant body. Yes. Like um, the person in house. Exactly. Or, num- okay, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this person. It is a person that I know in a non-kinky setting who did not realize that she had a breeding fetish until I pointed out to her. She she mentioned she's pregnant with her third child. And we're having lunch. And my one friend knew that I'm kinky. The other, this person did not, the one that I'm talking about. And she's like, oh my God, I just, whenever I, when I was trying to get pregnant, this happened with all three of them. I just needed him so bad. I wanted, this is the only time that I, she said, this is the only time that I really enjoy sex is when I'm trying to get pregnant. Ding, 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 and ding, I went, ding, 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 ding. I went, you have a, you have a breeding fetish. And she went, excuse me? And it just popped out of my mouth. Like this person did not know I was kinky. And I was like, yeah, um, I kind of know a lot about this stuff. I sort of study it. And I think this conversation happened after we started the podcast. Ah. So I was in this mode already. Just and research I s- mode, yeah. research mode. And I said, yeah, you have, a, you have a breeding fetish. And I explained to her and she goes, oh, my God. And she's very vanilla. And like this was so shocking to her that she even had a fetish, let alone this one. I think this goes back to our point that every one of us has a little sprinkle inside. A of little us. something. A little something. And she was just like fucking shocked. And I love doing that to people, but at the same time, it was not in a setting where I should have been saying that. <laughs> Oops. But it's cool because it was a closed door conversation. But um yeah, so a lot of people who don't realize this, but they're like, oh, I find that attractive. So another example. Last night, at the time of recording, last night, we were at the club. <laughs> there was a row of candles. I saw those candles. They were so cool. They were great. Daddy pulled me by the arm. He like, after a, a scene that I was doing, you need to take a break. Come here. I want you to see this. Pulls me by the arm over to these candles. I'm like, okay, they're great. They're, I've seen them. They're great. No, no. That one. And I'm looking at it. Was okay. It the pregnant belly one? Yes. Yes, it was. And he, I was like, honey, do you want me to buy you that candle? He goes, no, no, I don't need it. But he like... What the gift? I, I might actually just order him one. But um, he really... Every time I see one, every time a human that is pregnant, I point it out. Or he'll see one across... Like if we're walking in the mall, he'll see one. He goes, look, look. I'm like, oh, you getting turned on right now? He goes, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I, it's just this interaction that we have now. He's so comfortable with it with me. And he's comfortable with it with our kink friends in our community too. Never used to be like that. Now he'll just bring it up. Well, I think as he's gotten more comfortable with understanding, we're not judging. No. And we don't think it's weird. Because I think sometimes when you aren't necessarily in the community, in the kink community itself, you have these thoughts and you think you're the only one. And there's something weird and wrong with you. First of all, if you'd seen how many goddamn books there are, mm-hmm. fictional books on breeding, I mean, I might have. I'm not saying that I have. Seen a bit I, of hentai with it. I might have. I might not have read, you know, books entitled Breeding the Babysitter um, or, you know, stuff like that. No, you, no, you I, haven't. No. I can tell by your face. No. And your voice. Yeah. You know, you went a little bit little there. Yeah. But here's what's really fascinating. I enjoy reading those books, but when I'm actually with a person, 
I have zero. I, I've always had zero fantasy about it. Mm-hmm. I have never. I, I would. I like. It's hard for me to say that I have this kink because, other than reading it in a book and enjoying it, yeah. enjoying the fantasy in a book, I don't ever think about it. Do you know? According to the research, and I actually read a couple of articles about this given to me by um, by a therapist. And I asked her for some like scholarly articles because I love that show. Have fancy. I had to. She in one of the articles it actually pointed out that one it has been documented one in three of humans, not just men, one in three people have fantasized at some point or had a curious thought about breeding slash pregnancy. And it's just so much more common than people think. We were talking about how um, certain fetishes are like not that common, certain kinks. And you're like, yeah, no, like uh, our, our taboo episode full of not common. This one is so incredibly common and yet people do not talk about it. In fact, I had a person yesterday. I was saying this is going to be our upcoming episodes and we're doing a pregnancy slash lactation one. And he went, I'm going to skip that one. And I just kind of went. Why? Like, I know you're new to the scene and everything, but you're here, you're learning, you're trying to get new stuff. Why? And it just certain people of a certain age group, because this gentleman is of a certain age group, it made him so uncomfortable. Was this an older or younger age group? It was an older gentleman. And it clicked with me. Ah, he is from the generation that you weren't even in the room. You were there for conception. And that was last time. And that was it. So, yeah, I just, I think that it has evolved so much to now it's just like, it's just there, but people still don't talk about it. So one of the things that it may involve is it's not just sexual attraction to like for the, for the breeding, it's the process. It's not the result. It is the process of getting there. Doesn't matter how you do it. It is the process of breeding. And for a lot of people, that is one primal. And two, powerful. The powerful part is what gets me when I'm reading those books. It's not the breeding. Most of those books are non-consensual. Mm-hmm. And I like the I like the power and the forced it, versus yeah. Whether if they were doing if they were just forcing them to do something else, I would enjoy it just as much. I've seen it's just that's one of the ones I've seen. Um, what do you call those? Like. Not pornographic. They're not pornographic. They're not considered pornographic, but they're like, they're comics, but they're erotic. I guess they were called yeah. erotic comics. I was into that for a little while and that was a big part of it. I remember one in particular, there was a row on a wall of, of femmes. It's the only word I can think of. It was the long hair, big boob, typical, mm-hmm. you know, the stereotypical thing that they put in comics. Um, chained to a wall with breast pumps. Okay. And tubes going in, pumping, it stuff coming out and stuff going in. So it was like clearly they were being bred. Yeah. Some of them were in various stages of pregnancy. And it was like, huh, that doesn't look, doesn't look, like, not at all accurate, first of all. Yeah. But I was just, <laughs> that doesn't look fun. But at the same time, I'm kind of turned on by this. Because, but for me, like you said, it wasn't the breeding part. It was the forced part because yes. I have that fetish. Yeah. For daddy, it would be the breeding part. And I think the breeding part came for him later. But there's stuff like 
People are attracted to the enlarged abdomen and they can do things like inflation with saline or air or whatever it is. I don't necessarily recommend air, but I've seen the saline part mm-hmm. where you make the stomach rounder and bigger and it's sort Could of... Did you do that with an enema too? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of times how mm-hmm. it's done. But then you you can do... There's a lot of role play that's involved with that and there's... For him... A lot of, um, he once told me that it's the veins in the breasts. Once the breasts are enlarged, uh-huh. it is the darkening of the nipple. It's even the line going down from the navel to the, to the crotch. All of the changes that are different. He likes that. He likes the curve of it. So he got himself a wife with humongous boobs and a belly. Ding, ding, ding. Winner! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could not have, uh, he couldn't have designed that any better. It's what turns him on. It makes complete <laughs> sense, actually. <laughs> you went daddy hunting, he went curve hunting. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. He, uh, okay, so then another one is, it has actually been proven to be the most, almost the most, one of the more rising searches in Pornhub ever. It's, it's just going nuts. I love that that kind of information is available out there. It actually, in a survey, it says where searches for pregnancy porn spiked on Pornhub in 2017 with searches increasing 20% since 2014. I shit you not. This is the kind of shit that I pulled up for science. And I think that's so cool because people are like, it's okay. Granted, it's still Pornhub. It's still kind of private, but people are acknowledging more that they have this and this is what turns them on so i I think it's only a matter of time before it's a little more out in the open hopefully hopefully people will reach a point where they don't have to feel embarrassed by Mm -hmm. what's a apparently a perfectly natural thing well except for the whole pregnant male part i don't think that's very natural but i find it really cool that that is an aspect of these role-playing fantasies love to talk to somebody who identifies as a male okay wait a minute because identifies as a male yet still has a uterus no okay just born okay so you're looking for a cis male a cis male who has this fantasy of being pregnant i'd actually like to talk to that person too i put it out there before doing this episode that i really wanted some insights from people that have these fantasies or participate in this particular kink like real life doing this and i didn't get very many i didn't get any responses i i think people are still somewhat hesitant to share this side of them i mean i wasn't going to say any names or anything i just really want to talk to the people and how they feel i know i just want to talk to them about like how did this start like can you pinpoint where this start? i know for a fact where my medical fetish started i could not pinpoint where any of mine started we're, Not okay, a one. so my doming, my power exchange fetish with that guy in the shower. The medical fetish, I can't really talk about it, but it was a, it was an exam that I had once and it was just like, okay, that did it for me. Um, the little thing, that's the one that I can't really pinpoint where it started. That's just always, it's always been such a part of me that I can't pinpoint it. Uh-huh. Um, now what Daddy J said when I asked him about this, He says that he got into the pregnant fetish when he was younger, but it didn't really start like that. 
He, he says, I remember one of your interviews talked about how they liked the blueberry girl from Wonka and they would swell up. Apparently, this was in an interview that we did. I know. I don't I don't remember which one that was. I, it's, I don't know, but I... Oh, Violet. no, no, no. I, Is yes. it Violet? Yeah. I the, know exactly which interview it was because I, I just remembered. It was for the taboo one where he was okay. talking about how the one the guy with the... Um, for lack of a better word, fat fetish. Yeah. He likes the bigger women. Oh, the Vi- ones that so are like Violet from Willy Wonka. When, when she was swollen up. He liked yes. the inflation part of it. And he was listening to me interview this guy. Okay. And he just was like, yeah, okay. So that may have been a trigger for me too. He says that really turned me on. But then as I got older, that isn't. So he realizes this isn't actually possible. And so the one thing that was similar to that was the pregnancy okay and he goes what he really likes is boobs clearly um belly like he likes the actual belly button popping out part like boom chicken's done or turkey's done yeah that's what happens when you're pregnant right your belly button pops out eventually and then you go oh time to come out turkey's done yep um he likes the the swelling of the hips like when the hips actually move to accommodate he likes booty swelling up too I don't mean to burst his bubble. How does he feel about morning sickness? Well, considering he's never actually had anybody experience that in front of him. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just laughing because this is another thing that I would be very curious to speak about, to talk about, is that somebody who had this fetish and then actually got pregnant, mm-hmm. like, did it? was it everything they used to dream and hope it would be? Or did it okay. burst their bubble? Funny story about that. Oh, good. I'm comfy. Go ahead. Have you ever... Okay, you know the book, uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting? Yes. You know how they made a movie times. out of it? I, I do. I, I've never seen the movie. Okay, I, I watched the fucking movie. I'm so sorry. I, could, I couldn't help myself. I, it and just, you say you're not a masochist. Uh, well, I learned some things from it. Okay. Believe it or not. I like... I, nobody ever talks about you get hemorrhoids when pregnant. Oh, you fucking do. And they talked about it in this movie. So yep. the, the whole one of the characters was trying for two, three years to get pregnant, was doing everything she possibly could. E- like just, It was killing her that she couldn't have a baby. Gets drunk one night, fucks her husband, gets pregnant. Right? But her husband's stepmother got pregnant just by like looking at the man and got pregnant with twins. Okay, so it was one of those situations, and she's like pissed about it because she's been trying and trying and everything. And all she the entire time she's like, "I just want that glow. I just want that pregnancy glow." And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. I know that you don't actually do. I know that doesn't actually happen. I don't know anybody that that actually happens what, with. They glow. Yes, yeah, you do actually. There so is the, a there is a pregnancy glow. It is a real thing. Okay, I've never seen it. How many pregnant people have you hung out with? Not many because I um I am the least observant person on the planet. So every time somebody actually is pregnant, I don't realize they're pregnant until they tell me I'm having a baby, and I'm like, oh yeah, there there is a pregnancy glow. Do you know how many times this has actually happened to me? <laughs> Where they're like, yeah, she's pregnant. I'm like, oh what? I mean, usually, and they're like seven months and humongous. Usually the glow doesn't start till after the morning sickness ends. I figured <laughs> that, or they would call it a sweat sheen. Yeah, but um the. The character in the movie is, like, having the worst fucking pregnancy in the history of pregnancies, apparently. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that could possibly have been shitty with this, she got. Yeah. And, of course, the hot stepmom 
with is, the twins was, was, was walking glowing, around right. in, you know, her glow, her perfect body, didn't gain any weight, has a little pooch, and is walking around in six inch high heels, right? Mm-hmm. It's that one. So the only thing that I took from this is no, pregnancy actually sucks. I've had three. One sucked. <laughs> I could tell you which one it was, too. <laughs> One totally sucked, and luckily it was my last one because I was going to say God was trying to tell me don't ever fucking do this again. And they gave you a daughter, which also is a clue: don't ever fucking do this <laughs> again. again. <laughs> um, my first and second one did not suck. Well, I, I'm just saying. Is this anyway? Th- this is not necessarily an episode about pregnancy itself. No. Though, being pregnant and kinking sounds like that would probably be a very cool episode. Okay, so here's another question for you. Since of us, you are the only one in this room who has had a kid. I am the expert, yes. Right, so you're the you're the pregnancy expert <laughs> at this point because I don't got shit. <laughs> so I'm going to flip all my questions on to you. I'm ready. Okay, did you find that your libido kickstarted into high drive into when you were pregnant? Not with my third because I was sick pretty much every single day of the entire pregnancy. So I, the last thing in the world I would want to be was touched. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit more with my firstborn, but my marriage sucked. So that may have had a bad impact on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably masturbated a lot more. And that's different than now? Uh, no. But now it's easier to masturbate because I I'm alone. So like if I pull out the if I pull out the wand, nobody's asking me. Uh, I'm right here. Why are you using the wand instead? <laughs> because it's better than you at this point. Because it'll take me three minutes, <laughs> and then I can just go to sleep. Because when it comes to sex, I'm a fucking man, and I just want to have an orgasm, roll over, and go to sleep. <laughs> sorry, I know that's just totally stereotypical, and if I've offended anybody, I'm really sorry. But I am a, how about then I'll say I'm a stereotypical man, all the bad stereotypes of men. I, I just want, I don't even want to cuddle. I just want to go over and go to sleep. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. You didn't need to know that about me. <laughs> We're get, I know everything about I you. Know, I actually true. already knew that. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting you to say it. Yeah. I, <laughs> it right. It makes my partner laugh because I'll roll over and I assume the position because it's sleep time. Yeah. Just get away from me. You don't have to, you don't get up or anything and go like. Well, yeah, no, you have to get up and pee. For those who don't know, get up and pee because it'll help prevent UTIs. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. It's to. a natural cleansing of the system. So you get out of bed, you go to your thing, you clean up, you get back into bed, and you don't let them touch you and you roll over and go to sleep. And I give a hug and a kiss and it's like, all right, thank you. Good night. You can leave now. Bye bye. Services have been rendered. Maybe. <laughs> and then poor Diesel is like slinking out the door. Didn't even get a sweater. <laughs> I guess he's always so cold when he's here. <laughs> yeah, so. But yes, I, I do know I have had pregnant friends who have said, yeah, they're horny as fuck. Right. And that's another thing that I've, that I've discovered. That apparently, like, since the, the hormones go into overdrive and they're horny all the time, that's another reason why uh, certain people consider this their thing they want to fuck pregnant women because they're just goddamn horny it doesn't have anything to do with the body at all it's just you are no longer the in pregnant contr- person is are, voracious well they're also you are no longer in control of your own body you are being ruled by your hormones because there's just a lot of them mm, yeah another lovely tidbit you gave up control for nine months 
Three times? Yeah. Oof. Nah. Uh, give you give you an excuse to be nasty and just go, oh, it's just not me, it's the hormones. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't need an excuse to be nasty. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So I want to move into, so that's, that's where, so I, I found that pregnancy and breeding kind of overlap. And here's another, here's another one. I know for, I know Simple Beauty actually right. has a breeding fetish. Yes. But it's different than what we've talked about before. It's not she wants to get pregnant. She actually doesn't. She does not want to be pregnant. She does not want kids, apparently, at the well, at the moment. She doesn't. Yeah. What she likes is the risk. Well, she is a risk taker. So She's that a- doesn't surprise me. That's her whole thing. Most of her kinks are risky. But I found that really, like, telling that it's not the act itself. Like, my one friend that I am not mentioning that everybody has figured out who it is, acquaint- acquaintance that was like, oh, shit, I have a breeding fetish. Mm-hmm. She liked the actual act of the breeding and the result right. of it. The goal. The was. goal. Simple Beauty likes the riskiness of, oh, it could possibly happen. And I've seen other people, I've known other people, again, in World of Warcraft, where their entire thing, their breeding fetish was laying an egg. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm not judging. No. I just, that one threw me for a loop because to me, human egg doesn't match. I mean, and technically, it, they're not a furry. They're not this person in particular. Not a furry. Not. Um, then what was what was it specifically? So they had fantasies that they would lay an egg, and then they would have to sit on the egg and take care of it and keep it warm. Yeah, I either mean, they're a hen or a dragon. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have fantasies of being a dragon. I do have fantasies of being a dragon, just not the egg laying part. You're a mammal dragon. No. Okay. Just I checking. just. Nothing to do with dragon having babies. It's just I want to be a fucking dragon. Did you see my makeup last night? I did. It looked hot. It, I was a goddamn dragon. You were a goddamn dragon. Okay. I even had wings. I had to take them off, though, because they kept falling off. I apparently was a little. Yes. Wow. Did we just... Man, last we're night was a giving, whole lot of... We're just giving a whole lot of hints. So since we're doing this out of order, make sure you listen to our episode on Switches and all of this will make sense. Yeah, we're going to tell all the stories in that episode. So sorry, you have to wait longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Extra week for you. <laughs> Two hours ago for us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on the lactation part really quick. Okay. Which is, can be separated. There is an actual uh, adult nursing. So it's A N something. I'm blanking. A-N-R. A-N-R. Thank you. I just, uh, yeah, I pulled that out of my ear. I remembered that um, from... Oh, uh, good. I was worried you were pulling it out of your ass. So ear is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> um, but I yeah, mean, it's called I will, A-N-R. I will confess, had I discovered kink at a younger age, I think I would have totally been to A-N-R. Yeah? You want to explain what it is? Because so, we keep saying letters. Uh, well, I said adult nursing, and then I said... What's the R, though? Yeah, then I re- if I remembered that, I would have remembered there was an R. I only remembered the, uh, the A-N. Fuck, that messed me up then, because <laughs> I don't remember the R either, and I was hoping you did. <laughs> Sorry. This is your baby, not my baby. I forgot to write it down. <laughs> I saw it on Discord last night, and I just didn't remember. Right. Well, you look it up quickly while I oh. explain to the nice people Crap. what we're talking about. Basically, it is where a... I'm going to say this. I'm going to see. I've learned my lesson. A person with breasts. Good job. Thank you. I'm learning. Old ladies can learn new tricks. A person (laughs) with breasts 
Yes, Adult cat. nursing relationship. There you go. Thank you. It's on kinkly.com. Well, yeah. There's a kinkly.com? Oh, my God. You just discovered that? I no. Use, I use kinkly.com for my research every episode. Fuck me. No, thank you. We've oh, done that already. An adult nursing relationship. Thank it, you. Yes. Go ahead. Read it. Yeah. Is, why are you giving me ads? Is a consensual connection between two or more people wherein one person breastfeeds the others. Yes. Not exclusive to specific genders, sexualities, relationship models. The most common types of A&R involve heterosexual women feeding heterosexual men, which is where me and Daddy J would come in, except I'm more flexible. Um, however, it can be across sexuality, gender spectrums, couples. It can involve... God, there's a lot going on here. Anyway, go ahead. Um, when I had my children, I breastfed all three of them. I used to have fun squirting my husband with the breast milk <laughs> <laughs> like it was a water gun fight what i think very many women, how did he feel about that um he was a little grossed out which made it more fun <laughs> and you I wasn't said as, I you wasn't weren't as, a brat i wasn't just yeah no i've discovered i'm a brat does this episode come out before or after the bratting episode? After. You can okay, talk I about can bratting. Yeah. I, I, I'm finally going to embrace the label of brat. Um, and I think shooting your husband in the face non-consensually with breast well, milk. I was vanilla, so I wasn't as hip on consent. <laughs> I just know it made me laugh. <laughs> so. Not that interesting. No, wait for it. Wait for it. So, interestingly enough, was what I was going to say. <laughs> Daddy loves that. If you threaten to shoot him in the face with breast milk, he'll probably pop a boner. I, I honest to God, during our role play, when I'm like, you know, giving dirty talk, to, this is my dirty talk to him. I threaten to squirt him in the face there with my non-existent milk i'm going to make a very general statement and i could be wrong but i don't think so there is not a, pre a a woman on earth who hasn't lactated who hasn't tasted the breast milk well don't you have to no well no because when you're when you warm up the bottle and you put it on your hand you get see if it's warm no no you just check the temperature when it was on your wrist oh, oh. and you don't yeah no fuck if i know i've never done it right we all taste it because aren't you fucking curious me in particular, no. It tastes like a sweetened version of whole milk. Huh. I, so there I, I've is, seen... There is a place, I don't know if it still exists post-pandemic, but it made the news. There was a place... I saw it. That's in, what I was going to say. In Great Britain that made ice cream from breast milk. I saw that. Yes, I did. And I know that there's there's people who donate breast milk. Yes. There's, um, what is it, hyperlactation? I, I used to joke that I could moo. All right, we're getting into the, the cow part next. Yeah, but when I used to make that joke, I knew nothing about who cows. I know. Well, it's I think it's called hyperlactation, and it's people that, that produce more than their baby can eat, and they just don't stop, so they pump it and donate it. Yeah. And I know that that, there's like, I don't know if you can call it a food bank? Milk, Whatever. Milk I, bank. Technically, milk bank, thank you. Um, You can purchase that yes. if you're into that. Yes. And it's, but not for babies. Just don't tell them it's not for a baby. Yeah. Because they won't give it to you. Um, But it's very... There is something... You know, I want to talk about primal. There is ver something very primal about... I, I have, I've not only created this life with this baby. 
but I am able to give it sustenance and Mm -hmm. feed this baby. So the people that only like the lactation part of it, so I forget what the word is for the for the pregnancy fetish, but I liked this one, lactophiliac. Oh. I just it rolls yeah. off the tongue. There, but there is a way, and I've read I've read articles about this and people who've done it who have not been pregnant but brought on lactation. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. It's, it's quite it's a like commitment. a stimulation. It's a commitment. It's mm-hmm. not an easy thing, but you can and it's not necessarily always 100% successful. Right. It, it takes a while. Yeah. I've heard. I, I wanted to talk about this this particular part here. It's part of my research in the, just specifically the lactation one. It's it's incredibly – this one in particular is way more stigmatized than pregnancy fetish. If it's, if it's part of – Yes. If it's part of the – or just having the fetish itself, right. the lactophiliac, when you're – when it's part of the pregnancy fetish, it's kind of seen as the whole kit and caboodle. You have pregnancy, breeding, lactation, everything. It's all together. If it's just the lactation, that one takes a very sharp turn into scandal land. Yes. So because in in Western societies, mostly in this society that we are in, breasts are sexualized more than any other oh, culture. There are stories mm-hmm. and i and i've had this happen to me as a breastfeeding mother i had to go sit in a bathroom yep to feed my child would you expect any other person to take their child into a bathroom with a plate of food and that's where you feed them on the toilet sitting on the toilet because there's filthy. no place filthy right and there's certain babies who don't like being covered yeah and you just got to do it out in the open well i'll t- i'll tell you a funny story that has absolutely nothing with kink but just a funny story about this my middle child was a very loud eater. <laughs> so even covering him, it didn't matter because you heard him going, mm, mm. <laughs> Oh, God. I really want to tell him I know that about him now. It would, I would be very curious, though. He'd never let me ask because of my three children. He is the most repressed. Well, I should say repressed. He's the most private. I, I, I don't He's know. He's a prude. Come on. He is vanilla as shit. Right. I would, I would love to ask him, so do you still have this? Like, maybe he would like to be mm. into lactation and ANR. You know, it's possible because daddy makes those same noises. <laughs> but, okay, so customary mainstream standards, you know, it mostly dictates that breasts should be covered. And I know there's the whole free I the nipple. I think we need to get rid of that. I know you do. But it's because of this Men's whole... nipples can be seen. It's because of this whole conception of breasts or a sexual organ when they're Fuck not. the patriarchy! It's, you're supposed to scream free the nipple. That's the catchphrase oh, for this. Free one. the nipple! There you go. I didn't read the script. Okay, well, I'm reading it right now. Okay. Okay, so I'm reading to you from the script. I'm paying okay. attention. So it says, and I'm proud of this line feeding a baby in public has been completely fucking scandalous. And you know this because you just I talked about going to the bathroom. But feeding your adult lactophiliac? Oh, next level. Fucking run. This yep. is what everybody is thinking. So, mo- okay, so I have had. Not so great associations with this because of ABDL. I have not had good experiences with ABDL. Therefore, in my head, it is this, this is not well associated. Wearing diapers is not as bad as you think it is. I'm apparently going to have to try next it. Episode. I am going to. Well, that is because of my bodily fluids phobia. If I were actually pregnant and Daddy was actually trying to get milk out of my nipples, I don't know how I would legitimately feel about it. Um, because I have a bodily fluids oh issue. Oh my god, you would really have an issue because they leak. 
And daddy also says, <laughs> that is another thing that turns him on. When you're wearing a top and it leaks through and you have the, the wet stains. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've gone into the you bathroom wearing s- a tank top and come out with, um, I wet the nipple part of my tank top and made, and made, made my boobs, look- made my nipple yeah. stick out so it looks like that. Drives him wild. Yeah. Um, if you feed your baby on a relative, on a relative schedule, your nipples start leaking because they know it's on that time. On that time. Um, you sleep with, you tend to sleep in a bra, mm-hmm. in a nursing bra, because otherwise you could potentially just leak all over, all the fuck over your bed. Um, I can't tell you how many times my kid would wake up in the middle of the night and I would be leaning over them on the changing table to change their diaper. And of course they're crying because they're hungry. It's the middle of the night. And their cries make your breasts just start leaking all over. Welcome to our actual pregnancy episode that has (laughs) nothing to do with fetishism. So I'm going to bring it back. Let's talk about the hoo cow. cow. This one I have zero knowledge about, except for this one story Rara told me once. Well, my my knowledge of this is all fictional. I've read a few books. You've mentioned. Uh, But again, for me... The farm. Yeah, I'll talk about that one in a minute. For me, again... These come down to, in all of them, they're non-consensual. They're forced. The women, there's one I've read by Carolyn Faulkner called The Stables, <laughs> where the woman is kidnapped. She is turned into a horse. Basically, she lives life as a horse. So pony play? Pony play. Um, but the purpose is, is they're the stables. She gets bred. Oh, the babies are then. So wait, is the, is there are there males that are also forced into ponyhood? Not in this particular book. I have other ones. Okay, I can tell you back. In this particular one, he breeds he he breeds women mm-hmm. because then he sells the babies that they have on the black market. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's a whole lot non consensual. Dark. Oh yeah, and the met there's there's horse trainers, and then there's the specific stable hands that are the breeder that are the men who breed them. And there's a whole lot of stuff about that. Um, God damn, that is dark. Yeah, I, I have some sick, twisted fantasies. I like, thought I did. Same. Man, we're going to bring this up in the C&C episode whenever we record yeah. that. Um, in the farm, she's a woman who's driving along and her car breaks down and then she walks over to a little farmhouse. That's why you don't do that, people. And yeah, this is like every bad movie ever. Don't trip and the fall guys, if you're blonde, a virgin, and in a horror apparently movie. Apparently there's something in the water. In this area, so the guy gets her to drink this water, which turns her, not only does it make her horny as hell, but it impacts her voice box so she can't speak anymore, and it makes her breasts enlarge and fill up with milk, and she's now- give this book to daddy. She's now a breeding cow. Actually, they don't breed them. She just, she's just a fucking milk cow. Milk cow. A milk cow. Um, there's another one where the guy- kidnaps this girl notice it notice a the theme here and he and so he these sh- are written are these written by women yeah it sounds like it's not so that kind of that goes to the stereotype again because to me this is all just cis man fantasy stuff but if and you're telling I'm me they're reading it they're I'm reading it right which tells me there's a hell of a fucking lot more yeah female oriented type people who would have this fantasy that would never fucking admit I, it. I actually have read a book and I believe the title is Who Cow. It's okay. Actually the name of the book, where the guy injects her breasts with this medicine that he's trying out 
that causes her to lactate. Huh. Very scientific, because that would help people who can't lactate. Yeah, but it's just because he likes to, he just has the lactate fantasy. Mm. So he holds her hostage, mm. and she feeds him. You got some interesting tastes in books there. There's also an entire series, one of my favorites, that's about puppy play. And in this case, the woman runs this farm where she has both the the puppy play and the horse play. And they are bred. And there's, of course, medicine. In this particular case, the medicine that they give specifically to those who have penises causes their penises to grow to gargantuan sizes and this is hitting everything for you isn't it it it's the whole force yeah Yeah, whatever no i just i know you in the whole alien fantasy yes the alien dick fantasy with the nuts um and it's like actually a three-part series okay um and it's and and it follows the same thing and the sex is such that the um the guy that the penis people can't come easily so that they can last a very long time and penis people well i know what you want me to call i just i pictured a human penis (laughs) people with penises or but they're not really people because now they've been turned into dogs and horses the penises the the ones with the penises yeah there's a couple there's in, in the second part of the series um, you learn more about the horses that are also at this farm and the, yeah, it's okay. Never mind. Just keep going. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sitting here listening. I'm just like, I, wow. Can you, can you please just tell about, cause I, this is the funniest goddamn thing to me. Please tell about that fat message that you got about the who cow. Oh, I've been asked to be a who cow. Yeah. I've been invited to be a who cow. Because your tits are ginormous and uh-huh. yeah. So just. How many I, times has this happened? I've only had one that somebody ever asked me point blank to be a who cow. Um, you know, people have asked me if I'd ever be interested in the ANR. Mm-hmm. And as I said, now at my age, to go through, I don't even know that I could lactate because I'm pretty sure that I've, I'm, I've hit menopause. Mm-hmm. But I think I probably would have done it when I was in my 30s. Had I known such a thing existed. And once again, I'm just going to go delving into media because they always, they portray every single kink as just disgusting, right? Mm -hmm. And the one I'm remembering now is, I think it was season two of, um, what's that show that has like all the the circus freaks and and it's just like, it's a horror show and it had the house. Oh. What um, the hell is it called? Fuck, I know what you're talking about. I just blinked. I had it. It has, yeah, that, um, wasn't Lady Gaga in it recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that show. It's an A, doesn't it? It's not Amityville Horror. No. All right, I'm going to ask my Google friends here. Well, anyway, while you're Googling, um, my, it had, um, it had an episode where the guy was like a psychotic serial killer or something, and he had that fetish, and he hired a prostitute who had just had a baby a couple weeks ago and he was the, the entire thing that he wanted was to just nurse on her. And then they portrayed him really, really bad and psycho. And it just like, it was designed to be a turn off. And it just, I really wish like bonding is one of the only ones that I, only shows that I've seen where it portrays fetishes and kink in like a really good light. 
And even then, it took until season two. American Horror Story. I knew as soon as I stopped thinking about it, I would, mm-hmm. I would remember. And it was funny that I did it before you got to <laughs> yeah. it on your phone. Still fucking looking, yeah. Yeah, so it bugs me, and I wish there was more stuff that was portrayed as, like, normal and fine. Because, as we've said, a hell of a lot more people have this fetish than, than anybody realizes. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, the fetish is very, uh, I should say the fetish, the fantasy, because I don't need it. Right. It's just fantasy. For me, it's very much tied into the forced. I do like to read a lot of non-consensual or dubious consensual Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And part of that is, is this is the breeding and the who cow and all of that. I don't think there's anything wrong with these fetishes. I don't either. I Like I said, I use it all the time. I role play it. Like it doesn't do anything for me in particular, but the fact that my partner does, I, I am constantly trying to come up with new things that will turn him on and, and use this. Like, if I really want him to, like, hurry up, like, if I want a quickie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, I'm horny as fuck, I want to get off, I want you to hurry up and get off, I'll use this. Yeah, the only thing that I would be concerned about is if somebody is risking pregnancy and isn't necessarily prepared to deal with the reality. Mm-hmm. But as far as from a role-playing standpoint, I say go for there's, it. It makes you happy. There's so many different ways that you can role-play it, depending on what the person wants. Um, like I said, I try to tie in a whole bunch of different things. Like I'll wet my t-shirt and let him suck on that, on that one part. Lucky for me, my nipples are pretty sensitive. So it works for me too. Everybody's happy. Everybody (laughs) wins. Yeah. I really, I've never really thought about having these particular fantasies because to me, it's always been about the forced and the non-consensual versus Mm -hmm. like the other stuff, the breeding and the hookah was just one of many ways to force. I mean, I also like to read about forced medical play. Now, do you consider that part of your medical fetish or do you consider that part of the forced fetish? Um, it's, it's a subset because I also have, and, and again, I, I, I don't know that I call them fetishes because I don't have to have them. They're fantasies. Fantasy for slash me. kink. Yeah. Um, I think we are using the word fetish and fantasy kind of interchangeably at yeah. this point, but I do know... Like, my definition has always been you need it to get off. Right. And I agree. That's what, that is supposed to be the difference between a, fe- between a fetish and a kink. So mm-hmm. for me, it would be, these would be kinks more than fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I have fantasies of both consensual and non-consensual medical exams turning into sex. And I do too, except for the sex part. For some reason, the sex part turns me off and I'm like, nope, done. When I get to that part of the porn, I'm like, nah. I also have the same fantasies about massages turning into into sex. The yeah, no. Once apparently once you get to the sex part, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm bored. Yeah, there's um there's an author, JJ Argus, who I think is a man, has written a lot of books about um non consensual and women getting kidnapped and forced to be sex slaves and all of that. And sometimes there's been breeding, sometimes there's mm-hmm. been lactation, sometimes they're just sex slaves. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, not. that's all I've got. 
I think we covered most of it. It kind of blends a lot. Well, it's all, I mean, once you talk about pregnancy, then that sort of naturally goes into lactation. Mm-hmm. No, you talk and about breeding. Breeding, so it, breeding, breeding flows into pregnancy. Pregnancy flows into lactation. lactation. And who cow is just a type of lactation. Right. It's a lactation that didn't necessarily come from from the breeding pregnancy. It's a lot of more forced yeah. lactation. Okay. So that's it. Well, that was an interesting episode. And I think people may have learned more about me than I, w- than I really was maybe prepared to share. But hey, we're always very real on this podcast. Happy birthday, Daddy J. That's your episode. (laughs) Let's sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Daddy J. Happy birthday to you. And as soon as Ada hears that, she's going to sing too. So (laughs) I ended in so. (laughs) Interesting. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.